And this is the Have You Ever Considered podcast, helping you to understand your thoughts about life's everyday issues. We explore them from the perspective of an advocate and a critic. And obviously, for the purpose of the argument, our views presented here might be stronger and less nuanced than the ones we hold in real life. To emphasize that, for each episode, we assume pen names, or more accurately, pod names, so we can focus on the arguments and not on people. It's William Manklow here. I'm the co-host, of course, of this podcast. You probably know this already. I've been probably listened to all the other episodes. Have you listened to all the other episodes? Go and, go and do that <gasps> after you've done this one. You listen to the other episodes, right? I'm Tommy Serafinski, and I'm just a guest here. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm a co-host too. <laughs> yeah, so do you, do you want to introduce today's subject? Yeah, today's subject is, have you ever considered that science is in crisis? Um, we, are, we are, as always, we talk about our pod names. Um, I, I, I want to leave mine to last because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this one. What's your, what's your pod name and why have you picked this name? Yeah, my, my, my pod names, I feel like they're very like dull, like very obvious. Tommy the Student. Works. It works. It works. It's so a crisis why, of science. Why? But why, why Tommy the Student? I think it just goes well with the science and like everybody in the science should maintain the student mentality. Always learning. Always be curious. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this in a second. Like, is it really happening that way in the crisis of science? What's your pod name? My pod name is, are you ready for this? Yeah. I feel, feel, feel like I should be some I was dr- born ready. <laughs> it should be a drum roll for this, no? Um, it's terrible, in a way. Uh, will, it, will I am sceptical? <laughs> <laughs> you already put more effort into your uh, pod names than I did. No, I've just, I've maybe got too much. Maybe I put too much time into the, I think I put too much time into the thinking of the names and uh, the, rather than stating the, arg- the argument sometimes. <laughs> Do you want to go straight into your advocacy? I go, I go straight into that. And this is a subject I, I wanted to discuss for for quite a long time. And, you know, it, it wasn't like a on my other podcast, maybe there was a great avenue for that. But I think it's an excellent platform here. And have you ever considered that science is in crisis? Really? I, I really feel like... In in some way, we might feel like we have all these discoveries and we feel sometimes like we know everything or close to everything about the world thanks to the science. But, you know, there's more people who think that the Earth is flat than it was 50 or 60 or even 70 years ago, right? We have all those conspiracy theories or those anti-vaxxers or the chemitrails, hemitrails, whoever you want to pronounce it, all this crap. And you would think like, well, if you have a, if you live in a society where the science is really running strong, you wouldn't have that. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wonder why this is happening. And you would think, you know, the easy target is social media and media in general. Oh, social media, blame social media, and like. But I think that actual blame lies within scientific community and within the scientists and you know all you scientists out there don't don't get upset at me just just hear me out just hear me out i'm sure i'm gonna think talk about things that you know and that are close to your heart you know like how the let's just consider how the academia works right first thing i'm just i'm just gonna start with the first thing that academia seems to be hell-bent on production of paper right of course of producing papers and it seems like the main scientific outcome is paper, is publication in this and that magazine or in this and that journal. 
And I read the um, stats somewhere that 50% of those papers are only ever read by the reviewers. Nobody else reads them. Nobody else cares. It's just a, it's literally the main outcome of your scientific work is to produce paper that nobody reads. That doesn't sound good. And, and then you think about all the machinery built around those papers, all those, all those Elseviers and, and other publications around the world that are charging money. And then you produce the paper that nobody reads, and then they're trying to charge 30 euro or 30 dollars for seven-day access to that paper. It just doesn't make sense. Is this science? Is, is this what it's about? It seems to be like a hell-bent on the, on the wrong thing. Um, you know, we also can say, like, you know, how the employment works in the, in the scientific and the academic community, how severely underpaid jobs are, there's no permanent positions, and, and those poor scientists are changing places and they're changing projects you know, every two years, every three years. And, you know, maybe it's fun to travel when you're in your 20s. And then when you're in your 30s, like, well, eh, maybe, okay. But then when you start pushing 40 and it goes like, eh, I'm not sure if I want to do this anymore. But I don't think that even these two are the worst thing about science today. I think that the worst thing and why the science is in such a crisis is like, it, it, it's just the ego runs rampant. and there are these political fractions in science, in, in some old scientists, some, some old professors who have their whole career built on some ideas or some discoveries. And at some point, it doesn't matter for them anymore whether they were right or wrong. They will just defend their positions and stifle new and upcoming scientists who challenge their ideas. So essentially, the... The key of science is be always curious, be always challenging, always question and, and try to find better answers. And that very core, I feel like that very core of science is, is getting stifled by these fractions and these old guards who they're, they're guarding their, their ideas. And, you know, um, I can give you a couple of examples. I think that the biggest example is J. Harlan Bretz. I'm going to read it. J. Harlan Bretz. The biggest example is J. Harlan Bretz, uh, who worked on Missoula floods. And his career was almost ruined by people who disagree with him and, and try to tell that he's, you know, pseudoscience and has outrageous ideas. At the age of 96, he received the highest geological uh, award. And he said famously, all my enemies are dead. I have no one to gloat over. And there's more examples like that. Clovis first for many, many years. I don't remember the name of the lady, but that lady had to retire before other well-established at the time ideas were even considered as true because that was just not the thing. Clovis first was the mainstream and, and, and really, I think it was Max Planck who said that the science progresses one funeral at a time. And, that, and, and I think this is fundamentally wrong, right? Uh, another thing, uh, the Chicxulub event at the Yucatan Peninsula. Mainstream science right now, I'm old enough to remember when there was considered as a, as a fringe, like, a, you know, what, you know, what the, 
the asteroid hit no surely the dinosaurs were like a dead end of evolution or volcanoes or some other things and it was the same thing for longest time these ideas couldn't get through because they were you know they were just guarded the old ideas were guarded by the old guards and and i think this is the biggest problem in science a lot of ego a lot of careers which are you know built on the ideas that are now are being defended no matter what regardless of what is the scientific truth and on top of that as a compounding effect are this you know oh well, let's produce more papers and then those new upcoming scientists underpaid overworked they're they're easy to get bullied by those old guards because it you know if you're if you're not gonna publish anywhere if you're not gonna go through the review process if you're not gonna your paper is not gonna get accepted your career is done and and that's a that's a machine that is self-perpetuating and 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 i feel like academia is very much like so self-absorbed and 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 yeah that's that's not good so i i really feel like we are living through the crisis of science right now i'm now going to attempt at least to try and state my case against um this so will i am well i am skeptical i will say that again because it's just the best name i've ever come up with um you know the i think if there is a crisis in science um it's because scientists in particular, science world does not know how to talk to the general public. Uh, they use very complex and hard to understand language. Now, if you've never really gone through, and also if you've never gone through higher education, um, reading a 400 page paper about something, it's not at the top of your list of priorities because papers can be really complex. They're not understandable. Um, it's particularly to the layman, to somebody who, again, who hasn't been through um, higher education. They talk in hypotheticals as well, not necessarily in reality. Um, they talk about large scale issues as well that necessarily are, they're hard to break down and maybe hard to hard comprehend as individuals. We look at the climate crisis is a good example of that. And But I think it kind of fundamentally comes down to you know, why should we trust scientists in the first place? What gives them the right to, to tell us what is right and what is wrong? Um, what makes them any more trustworthy than anyone else? Um, they rely on theories, not facts. So science is in crisis because the scientists do not know how to talk to the general public. They use that hard, complex and hard to understand language. And it's also like almost like you, you know what you know what you your experience is. You know what your own experience is in the world. What what value is science bringing to me, in that in in my in my own day to day, lived in experience. Um, I would say my own experience is more important than somebody else's, which is why you 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 come to the conclusions of. You know, I'm going to rely on my own experiences. I'm going to go and rely on my own senses. And if I look around the world, this is what I see. Rather than thinking, rather than those people that sort of just lock themselves away in labs and don't have, don't live in the real world. They're they're kind of like living too much in theory. They're living too much in their neck. What 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 their next paper is and that type of thing. So 
that is really my case against you know the, the fact that science is in crisis excuse the interruption if you enjoy this podcast don't forget to leave the five star rating on spotify and apple podcast and why not share it also with this a uh, friend of yours this this particular episode would resonate with um sharing is a really important thing in life i think and if, if you think this will resonate with a friend of yours go and share it with them right now but of course listen to the podcast first and then share it with them maybe this is actually we'll go we'll go straight into the conversation at the end because this is a, actually, you almost like agree with that this, 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 this is this is this is the tricky thing about this particular one is that it's it doesn't really seem to have an either side of it the, the have you ever considered that science is in crisis is in a way that you know when i was listening to what you were saying tommy when you were tommy the tommy the student right uh your side did sound like you were arguing you were arguing you know, pretty much against that science was in crisis. That's what it felt like. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting because when you when you were arguing, you were almost arguing. It's like, like I was, I was arguing in, in for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny how we kind of had that juxtaposition. I'd love to know what you think. What, what, what with our discussion here? Did you do you think we actually swapped? In, you as in listeners? Yeah. You you sat there eating a toffee crisp. Um, or you sat there on the train listening to it on your way to work. Um, that. Do you think we actually accidentally swapped roles there? So, is science in crisis? Let's start that as a, as a, as a, as a, with of the let's start that as the starting point of let's take that as a starting point of this conclusion. Yeah, I I I think I do, and I I think that I laid out why I didn't feel like I was saying that it's not in crisis. It it is very much in crisis. Yes. In 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 terms of you know I think what that we touch on the different aspects of it where. I I kind of touch on the you know like why it is in crisis at its core internally for what it's supposed to be and and by extension you then laid out why it's in crisis like from the outside you know looked mm. from the outside like oh it is in crisis looking from the outside because there's not enough communication mm. so it seems like they don't really know what they're talking about Yes. And right, I'm a farmer who walk these hills every day and yeah, exactly. yada yada yada, right? But the you whole know, idea of you it, know, like I hate to break it out to you, you don't get, you know, comp complex biology by walking the hills. But that's no. a, but that's a, right. But then that communication is missing and why it is missing? Yeah, because they are hell bent on producing paper that that farmer is not going to read and even if it's, you know, like if it's going to read, it's going to come across a little bunch of rubbish. I was just going to say conspiracy, you know, you touched upon conspiracy theories like Oh, dude. The prevalence of flat earth, um, climate, climate crisis denial, um, the fact that COVID was a, was, a, was a government or world government conspiracy, that type of thing, that, that the, the, what was often pointed at by those people <clears throat> that believe these things is that our scientists only talk about theory. They talk about that everything's a theory, right? But it's, it's a misunderstanding of what a theory is because science is the whole idea of science is the reason why it is a theory in the first place. And this is maybe something to consider, uh, something to consider and maybe a conclusion you already know, right? That theory is called a theory because it's, it's malleable. It doesn't remain static. And that's where people kind of get, get this crisis in science, I think, or get, get a, they lose faith in science because they, they think that because it's only a theory, you know, like you say, in theory, I should, I should, um, I should eat less, or in theory, I should earn more. In theory, blah blah blah. But actually, scientific theory is very different to that, isn't it? It's called a theory because it's 
it's what we with all the information we have right now this is our this is our current theory and then the person who comes along with the with information that then changes that theory that's how we progress i, I think this is a great way to kind of come from the outside into the inside yes because what i was talking about is exactly the same misunderstanding of theory or you know from different the reasons are different, but the, the net outcome is the same thing, that there is a theory and there is a, a lot of people inside academia who are guarding that theory and they absolutely do not want to accept change to that theory. Yes. Well, uh, it should and, change and, and, because and, there is new evidence, because there's new things yes. come, come to light and that theory should change. They're, 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 you know, like all of a sudden, we have well-documented people in America before Clovis, and there's many sites, and and people from different disciplines are coming up with those discoveries. They're not even, you know, particularly interested in that theory, but as a part of their work, they coming up. And yet, there is like literally one person somewhere at the top who just like, nope, like anyone who dares to say anything else is finished. We're not gonna accept him on the positions to the projects and yeah. they're gonna pass the reviews for their papers they're done they're that, done that's because he's trying they're trying to protect uh, their theory they're, they're protecting their theory and the person who is is, is they're not attacking it they're just making it they, they just what they 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 want to change it because they they, they understand that the theory is yeah, not there's correct. new evidence that's there's, what it should be all about evidence not about ego what's fascinating with theory as well with scientific scientific theory is um newtonian theory isaac, isaac newton so a lot of his theories, though so he died in like, I think it was nearly about 400 years ago, but a lot, a lot of his theories still hold up today, don't they? And they've, they've been challenged and challenged and challenged and challenged. That is the beauty of science, scientific theory, because sometimes theories, yes, we think this is what we, we, uh, we think. Neurological science is a great one, isn't it? Because mm. that, that, that has changed so much. Physio like actual nutritional science has also changed over the years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there are some theories which haven't changed, like the theory of gravity mm. hasn't really, we understand it more, but actually the, the, his theories still hold up true nearly for over 400 years after he made them. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it, it holds true for the speeds that are not comparable to the speed of light. Yes. Yeah. You, under, you probably understand a lot more than I do. Yeah. You probably know you might you might you might know more than I do about yeah. that. So you can make an argument that his 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 theory doesn't really hold up, or it or it or it holds up only because in certain circumstances we can disregard the you know inadequacy of that theory, right? Because once you start talking about objects that are moving at a speed that are somewhat comparable with the speed of light, right? Then the Einstein theory. Yeah, kind so, of replaces the Newtonian. Yes, but there are still some Newtonian theories that are. Oh yeah, because up. you're not traveling in this nowhere near speed of sound when you're, you know, going to throw a ball. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a, it's Newtonian theory is a perfectly good approximation exactly to figure yeah. out what's going to happen with the exactly. Ball. But that that I'm sure that theory over those 400 years would have been scrutinized and also challenged yeah. many 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 times. Yeah. yeah. And that, and actually, but surely, there were many surely, funerals the, along the way, right? So, exactly, yeah. But surely, those, surely, those, surely, those theories being challenged—that is, you, you should, you should welcome, 
Right. I mean, if you talk to scientists, you should welcome being challenged because if your theories are challenged, um, like it's this, like it's holding a bright light up to something. Yeah. You can't, you can't miss anything. Yeah. You, you can see absolutely everything. There's, there's a phrase in English which is, which is warts and all. You can literally see everything, right? Mm-hmm. And if it still holds, holds up to that scrutiny, doesn't that really make your theory even more stronger? Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was talking about this to, to one scientist and, you know, we were, and, 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 and what he said is that actually that it is, it is okay because this is how it should be. And if the, you know, competing theory or competing evidence is strong enough, it will eventually find its way. Yes, but uh, I, 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 I totally. But it might not be the person who originally I, I, came up with it. Yeah, I totally disagree with the the eventual, eventually bit, right? Because mm. I am, I am like, let's let's be clear. I'm not for like, oh, someone finds something new and we're like, oh, hooray, right? We just throwing away everything established to that point and go with a new shiny thing. No, 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 no. Yeah, because I'm that's not, where conspiracy theories yeah, come in, right? I'm not about. Yeah, I'm not about that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the situations where. Like the examples that I gave are well documented that the progress of science was significantly hindered. Decades was hindered for decades just because of the ego of one or two people or one person who built like a, you know, friends around him or her who were also had like a vested interest of, you know, stick with that theory. And the, and, and the progress of science was literally delayed for decades on many occasions. And this plus the really like what matters? Like I feel, you know, all these papers and, you know, you need to get another paper and another paper and paper here and paper there and paper that. Like, well, is it really science? Is it, does it really matter? And this is to, no. your, to your point. And like, where is the communication to people? Yes. And, where- and how, do, how do scientists, I think scientists are also aware of that. That they're not necessarily communicating well with the um, those outside of the scientific. I was going to say general public, but I don't like that phrase. It's more the, the people outside of the outside of the science. They they, they do, but then quite often because they know, but because of the same reasons, they just have to play by the rules because there's again those guardians yes. in air quotes who said like, no, no, dude, you're not going anywhere until you have, you know, six papers published in this, you know, highly scoring journals and whatever. Yes. And you know, and you can be the most brilliant scientist ever. No, you gotta, you gotta do through these, you know, papers, brother. Yeah, is that the is right. it double is it double blind, like peer reviewing? That's no, the, that's something else. That's something. I'm okay. I'm 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 on the wrong track then. Um, I was just thinking of like um, you know, before before papers became a thing, you know, before people actually started writing these things down, and actually setting their case out that way. You know, I'm thinking about maybe to Galileo and how he he was he discovered that you know that the the world the sun did not revolve around the the the, the world it was the other way around that didn't end well for him either right there were yes, they, they he, were as well people who were guarding the old theory back then yeah and he <laughs> he, he pretty much he didn't actually he almost like he almost rescinded his own thing mm-hmm. didn't he because mm-hmm. he knew that he would be in dire trouble mm-hmm. we're not in that situation anymore i don't think I, I think you know. I actually think there is not far off that. This is the same mechanism. Like there is right. like an old guard who has like. Their... But I don't think I don't think it'll be. Ex- I don't think somebody will be executed, would they, for that? No, no. But you know, you you lose. Because it's not. You're... It's not heresy. It's not heresy. Like, but you know, you lose life or you lose your livelihood. 
Yeah, sure. You know, you're, you're discredited. Yeah, you're done as a scientist. You're, you know, what are you gonna do? Go cook burgers. Not that there's anything bad with about cooking burgers, but perhaps yes. you can. Particularly the outcome of cooking burgers, I, I, yeah, I always like. Yeah. But, you know, like you, you probably can contribute more, but then you're stifled. So it's actually quite a good example that this is same mechanism, that there is a group of people who are sticking to the old idea because they have a vested interest. They, they you know, hang our, their identity mm. on it. And at some point, it doesn't really matter, you know, what is the truth. And in that example, you may argue, yeah, but it was like outside of the science. but. I think it's even worse right now because those those mechanisms are inside of the science and inside of the academia itself, which which in my estimation makes it worse. So, what conclusion can we draw from this? Science is in crisis. Uh, I would agree. Um, and what's the way out of it? No idea, man. No yeah. idea. And that's absolutely fine. I think that's. I think we so often want to know what the conclusion is and know what the answers are. But we don't always have the answers. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like the, the universal answer to this and many other problems is check your ego. Yeah. Right? Yeah, That's, yeah, sure. But, but you, you know, at some point, you're, you're not even aware or you're so deep in. Like, you know, you, 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 those scientists are people too, right? If you have like a... We're all, like hum a, we're like all a, humans at the end of the day. We're all human, man. right? Like you have this old, old professor... It is like, you know, it's like three more years till retirement. Right. I don't want anyone rock my boat. I have that like this, you know, 15 PhD students still to go through on my theory. Mm. I don't want anyone doing like in like three years and I don't care anymore. And then the science gets delayed three years. That's a pity. Yeah. Um, I think that's really a, the conclusion to this episode. Um, yeah. conclusion to this this conversation okay um but it's just it's an interesting one isn't it that how we when we were sort of stating stating for and against that it was almost like we were agreeing and like i said in some in some, in some parts of what you were saying it wasn't all of what you were saying when you were stating your case for it was like i was trying to figure out whether you were stating for or against this whole thing it was yeah. quite interesting hey people leave 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 us a leave us comments on social media uh you have all the links in the description of the show yes uh leave us comments we really interested to hear from you all right that's it for today let us know what you think send us an email or contact us on social media you can find the links in the show's description oh and don't forget to tune in for the next installment of the podcast where we ask have you ever considered 